You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. On this episode, we're talking about feelings of loneliness in general, and especially as it relates to motherhood. As a reminder, please use the hashtag MamaMeetsPod when you're posting about the show while listening. I love hearing from you, and I want to make sure that I can easily locate your comments and interact with you. You can reach me at any of the following. Twitter is Mama Meets Pod. Instagram is Mama Meets World Pod. My Facebook page is Mama Meets World Podcast. And my email address is Mama Meets World Pod at gmail.com. I am very happy to announce that we are now on iHeartRadio. If you get your podcast there, you can find us there. So that's a development as of last week. Thank you so much to Flawless Noises for getting that orchestrated. You're also more than welcome to follow my personal Twitter page. And that's it's underscore it's Miss Bree. And my personal Instagram page, with this, which is Breetastical, B-R-E-T-A-S-T-I-C-A-L. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you use any of these things. I appreciate that. And leave a review. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and more. Welcome back. So it has been a minute, I feel like, since I recorded an episode that was fresh. Uh, as always, we got our co-host in the building, Jameson. That's wonderful, Jameson. Thank you for showing me. We've got our wonderful ho- co-host, Jameson, uh, in the building today. I have asked if he wanted to watch his shows in my room, and he let me know that that was not happening tonight. So we just have a co-host. So Today's episode is really special to me because I usually don't talk about myself in this aspect, especially things that I'm insecure about, and I'm willing to admit that I'm very insecure about this. Um, My name is Bree, and I struggle with feelings of loneliness. My name is also Mom, (laughs) and I struggle with feelings of loneliness. So... The last time that I felt lonely was actually uh, a few days ago. My kids were both with their dads. Um, I had some downtime. And, you know, it's crazy because everybody's like, you know, you're a mother, you should rest. Absolutely. And sometimes I absolutely take advantage of that. But for some reason, I was by myself. Um, It was probably about 830. I was like, my wallet told me to stay in the house. So that wasn't an option. And I was on my couch. I was in my pajamas curled up. I couldn't find anything on TV and I just kept having these thoughts like, wow, it'd be really nice to be sharing this time with someone. And I don't just mean someone romantically. I mean like a friend, a family, anybody. But, you know, I made some phone calls and nobody was around. And I think I spent the next two hours until I went to bed just kind of at the verge of tears. Like I felt so by myself. I felt so lonely. Um, my life is unique and it's moving around right now. Um, I've have uh, one of my good friends is moving to Atlanta. Her name is Leah. Shout out to Leah. Good luck at Atlanta. Um, that is wonderful and good. And I'm really proud of her that she's taken that leap of faith. But it feels like in the past few years, I've lost people that are, you know, really close to me because they moved away or they've passed away or we've kind of grown apart or simply because people have their own lives. Um, I know that. Um, Curtis, one of my best friends, he moved to Seattle um, at the beginning of this year, and he was living in Texas before 
don't ask me why I felt like Texas was so much closer to North Carolina. He felt really close to me. But when he moved to Seattle, and I don't even think I've told him this, but he's about to find out today. When he moved to Seattle, I, I, I held back my feelings because I was really proud and really happy for him. But I also felt like Seattle is not just uh, $150, $200 away on a plane. Seattle is across the country. Um, even though we talk every day um, or just about every day, and our main mode of communication is through text and, and, and FaceTime and things like that. I still felt this really deep pain and this really deep sense of loss and loneliness because I knew that I was losing a friend, <clears throat> you know, that I couldn't just like. And he was really good about coming here at least once a year to see me and the kids, his godchildren. And it's like, um, you know, when you live in Seattle, that's not so attainable. That That's really a long distance. Um so that that kind of hurt me um <clears throat> i've talked often about losing brandy and um losing my friend devore devore passed away in 2013 brandy passed away in 2017 um wow it's been a few years or yeah either 2017 or 2016 i don't know if if just the grief doesn't allow me to remember the date but i know that it was a march um when they died that was a feeling of loneliness I'll never get back because I feel I'll never, you know, resolve from. Brandy especially, I felt like Brandy was my soulmate. She was my special person here. And even though I've got friends that love me, <clears throat> there is no replacing her. And there, there is nothing that has since filled that gap in my life where I feel like, you know, someone knows me so deeply and completely that finishes my sentences, that understands me inside and out, that could predict my behavior, you know, and I felt the same for her. So that's been a, a big thing. Loneliness, you know, it's a weird thing. And also it's, you know, it's funny because when we talk about being lonely or when I confide in someone about being lonely, there are two answers. The first answer is self-love, sis. You got to find yourself in yourself. and You got to be okay with being alone. And, you know, I am okay with being alone. I am forced to be alone a lot. Um, and even when I have my children around, I, that still feels lonely because, you know, my kids are my kids and they're allowed to be kids and I love them for being kids. They are not responsible for my social being for me being social sometimes you need to be more than just somebody's mother sometimes you need people around you um and the second answer is how are you lonely when you have friends how are you lonely when you have people around you you know you go to work every day you have co-workers you talk to people and i think that's a really unfair thing to say because that type of camaraderie that type of communication especially with co-workers it's very superficial I don't show my true self at work I don't tr I don't confide in anybody for real at work um, I can work from eight to five every day and really not speak to anybody so that doesn't work and even if you have people around you it is completely it is completely you're completely able to still feel lonely even though you have people around you so that kind of brings me to my um this article that I, I found so this article is called the secret cult of loneliness and it's on this great um, website called the body is not an apology radical self-love for everybody and everybody um, this article is from February 26 2019 It's by Sonia Renee Taylor um, and this was originally published for powellbooks.org um, and so many things this article hit me. I'm putting up the link. So it says, rule number one, we don't talk about being lonely. 
Rule number two, we do not talk about being lonely. And I felt that because we don't talk a lot about being lonely. And, you know, she put in this article, if you go to church, your pastor will tell you it's because you haven't truly turned your life over to Christ. The latest self-love guru will tell you it's because you obviously don't love yourself enough. Black men on Twitter will tell you because you're thirsty, a thought, stuck up, stupid, or petty, black, bitter black feminist. Thank you, Jameson. I apologize. To be black, female, and lonely is to be at fault. So loneliness is not a trans translation of the word desperation. And I won't say it anymore. And I felt that so deeply. So I just want to read a quick excerpt of this um, article. She says, loneliness is presented as a function of personal ineptitude. Because if we do not blame ourselves, we're left sitting with the chilling uncertainty of whether the chasm of loneliness will ever be filled which in a great many ways is purely an exercise of chance. If I'm doing it wrong, whatever it is, I can fix the wrong and ensure that eventually the universe will bless me with and help me on this life journey. The truth is that I don't know that. I could do everything right and still be lonely. And so much of what we understand about being lonely is constructed through a cultural prism that values partnership over singleness to the extent of pathologizing the, the single person. All of these dynamics and messages exist to evade the reality that a whole heap of the the equation of romantic relationships is out of our control and no one no one of us can understand how, when, or if it will happen to us. So the article really based itself around romantic relationships, which I also understand because, you know, I am in a transition right now. I am honestly not sure if I will end up with a long-term partner. I'm not sure... If I'll have somebody by my side, I'm not sure if I'll ever trust enough to be in that super deep, super loving situation um, that I don't really feel like I've ever been in. And I just want to talk about the partnered up portion of it. If you say that you're lonely as it relates to having a romantic relationship, people automatically try to pelt you with self-love. You have to be okay with being by yourself. And I'm like... Can those things not exist together? Can I not be okay with being by myself and also want a partner? Or does it make me less of a woman, less of a mother, less of a person to actually have the want to be with somebody? Uh, I think that a lot of times, and even women that I'm friends with, it's always, I don't, you don't need a man. You don't need a man. Okay, girl, we know. Like, I survive very well um, single. But I think that it's not uncommon or unselfish or on anything to want to have somebody with you I mean when I was lonely that night on the couch it would have been nice to cuddle up with somebody and watch a movie or you know do something like that but in the same breath it would have been nice to have a friend to come over and watch a movie it would have been nice if I you know felt close enough to members of my family like a sister or somebody to invite her over to watch it but I just didn't have anybody I was alone and that feeling hurts me that feeling hurts and I know that I'm not the only person that struggles with that. I, I hope I'm not the only person that struggles with that. Um, and you just add, you know, the layer of being a mom to all that. So I'm lonely as hell, but I'm very limited on who I can interact with um, when my children are around. Now, my children weren't around that night, so I guess I could have went crazy, but shit I call people nobody was there you know everybody had their own plans and that's fine you know I am not 
a person who wants anyone to drop everything and be there for me. That's not who I am. That actually makes me really uncomfortable. But what I will say is that being a mother kind of limits the company you can keep. Um, kind of like my my biggest fear, and it's not even an irrational fear anymore because we see it so often, is dating a man or bringing someone into my life that is going to cause harm to my children my children um i think that's a practical fear and i think that's why a lot of moms um kind of shy away from dating or are exploring and finding new friends because you have to think about your children first you have to think about their safety you have to think about their comfort levels and um if you're like me i don't have a lot of time without my ki my kids um <clears throat> i work a nine to five I, um, you know, have obligations outside of my nine to five when it comes to parenting. Um, Jameson has his therapies. Uh, Jaden is um, just now, actually, today was her last day of seventh grade. So Jaden's going to be this summer starting a few science classes just to round out, um, round out some of her learning. And I, who child. We want to talk about the expenses and shit that leads to another thing. It's not like I have the money a lot of times to go sit in a bar and just, you know, people watch or just be around people, even if I'm feeling like I'm lonely. But anyway, we as mothers have a different set of challenges. Um, there has been something in my spirit about uh, this girl who was killed and um I want to find more information about it. It happened not to uh, Malia Davis. So Malia Davis's story, if you haven't seen her, she is a beautiful brown baby. Um, that the first the story first came out, her stepfather was like, "Oh, you know, we got carjacked or some stupid shit. We got carjacked and they took her, but they didn't take the other kid that was in the car." Um, days later, we find out that um, her stepfather had was arrested by Houston police um, for in connection of her murder. And I know that I sound kind of spacey talking about this. I'm reading because I remember the details. Some things sit in your spirit and I kind of relate this to loneliness because it's like that would be my worst nightmare. That would absolutely be my worst nightmare. And I can't imagine the guilt and the pain of the mom saying that, you know, I bought this person into my child's world and they harmed my child. And being a black mother, I know, you know, we, a lot of us have our own stories of molestation or being mistreated by mother's boyfriends or, you know, close family friends and things like that. And that's something always in the back of your mind. Um, I can't imagine if she's a, even a decent mother because you know I've seen a lot of blaming for her and it does look bad I'm not gonna lie at all um but just thinking about her mental state was she lonely is that the reason why she had this man around imagine trusting your children to somebody who would harm them in that way who would murder them like she must be you know going through and no matter what the press and the media is saying about her I'm sending my love to her because Losing a child can't be easy, and it's a pain that I hope that I never feel. So, um, I really want to hear from you guys about being lonely, feeling lonely. I wish I would have had a guest for this show, but I kind of feel like I don't, 
I like to give people a chance to come to me, um, especially when the things are so raw. When we talk about being lonely, that's a taboo subject, no matter if you you think so or not. Because, you know, I remember a few years back, um, I was going through a divorce and I was sitting in my house drunk and I, I tweeted, I am so lonely. And immediately people were like, no, nah, sis, you got to get out of that. Or no, you got to, you have to feel better than that. Or you shouldn't be lonely because you got your whole life ahead of you. And people really fuck with you and they love you. But I'm like, we talking about feeling lonely. And I'm telling, um, you know, people who are in my phone, basically, no one's going to jump out of their phone and my phone and come and come sit with me and, and make me feel better and comfort me and all those things. Um, and it is unfair how we treat people who are strong enough to admit that they are lonely. So in my loneliness, the thing that I have planned to do, this is my homework for myself. My homework for myself is to sit in my loneliness. Um, I discussed it with my therapist um, the last time I saw her about my feelings of loneliness. And she told me something that kind of hit me and it, it, it hurt my feelings and it snatched my wig a little bit. And she asked me, Mommy. she's like, yes, Jameson. Thank you, Jameson. So my therapist said to me, I said I was lonely and her response was, what is it about you that makes you feel like being lonely is some kind of failure on your behalf? I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I do feel when I'm lonely, I feel like, you know, have I pushed people away? Because I really do a good job of alienating myself when I'm getting depressed or alienating myself and kind of separating myself from my friends when I'm not feeling my best. And I know that contributes to being lonely. Um, and I can't help it. I think that that kind of smile as makeup thing is my natural defense mechanism when I'm not feeling my best. Um I can tell you honestly right now, I want to give you an update on Jameson too. So it kind of all goes in the fold. <clears throat> so um, the last time we talked on the, uh, the ABCs of ADHD, Jameson was beginning his evaluation process. Yesterday we had um, part two out of four of the evaluation process. Um, but as we were having part two of the evaluation process, I am at the same time finding out that Jameson's going to need another surgery. Jameson had laryngomalacia, which I've talked about on other episodes. And the long story short is Jameson has sleep apnea. Um, his sleep apnea is dangerous because he stops breathing during the night. The last time that we had a sleep study, it was 18 times during the night. Um, and I'm, we're, we have another sleep study plan for June 20th, which I'll find out where we're at now. But more than just stopping breathing in the middle of the night, um, Sleep apnea is very hard in your heart, and he's just a baby, so, you know, they have to check for heart function, and it's important to correct it. Um, so they wanted to do a surgery sometime a year and a half ago when he had his last um, surgery. I mean, when he had his last consult with the ENT, but I pushed away from it like... His body has had so many surgeries. He's three years old. Can we see if this is something that he can grow out of before we just automatically go to surgery? And his ENT was like, sure, um, you know, let's try to do that. So I've waited. And um, a couple of nights ago, Jameson, I woke up out of my sleep because I just had that I don't feel right. And Jameson was kind of turning bluish in the fingertips and the face because he wasn't breathing. And I let him sleep with me for that reason. 
Um, and I was petrified and I immediately called the ENT and said, okay, we got to get him back in here. So we scheduled the sleep study for the 20th. Um, I'm not sure when the surgery will be, but it'll probably be soon after that. Um, so back to the evaluation, I'm finding out that the evaluation is not a one-two done process. We did a lot on this evaluation yesterday, but he has another evaluation coming up in August. And uh, after that evaluation, the fourth meeting will be, okay, this is what we can offer Jameson. So I don't think I've told anyone with really close friends exactly what's going on in, his, in its entirety. And I also feel like, you know, my time is about to be super limited between, you know, caring for him. And I'm not going to have the bandwidth to spend time with people. And I, I feel like a lot of my loneliness comes from me feeling like I don't deserve to ask people for their time if I'm not able to give them my time equally. And I know that people probably don't feel like that. But when you have an anxiety disorder already, you are your mind is trying to trick you into thinking that, you know, people hate you uh, or people don't want to spend time with you. And I think that's why my loneliness goes to another level, because I do feel those feelings. It's not like I'm lonely. Dang, I wish I had somebody. It's like I'm lonely. Nobody wants to be around me. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to spend time with me. Um, and that's just how my brain works. So. In this little portion of the podcast, I like to call this Jameson's Corner. Uh, we have such a handsome, beautiful, wonderful guest. Jameson, can you introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are? Can you say who you are? Do you want to be on the podcast today or no? Yeah. Okay, then say your name. J.D. That's not how you spell your name. No, that's the dog's name. Oh, that's the dog's name? So what would you like to talk about on the podcast today? That's is the American Ninja Warrior Naked Wall. Uh-huh. And they climb up and get the butcher. Uh-huh. And they get the bigger one. And then and they... <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Does somebody have a birthday coming up? Me. When's your birthday? At, I'm going to be my birthday at... Okay, how old are you going to be on your birthday? You have to say it to the microphone. Like that. He is going to be four years old on June 15th. So, a special Mama Meets World happy birthday to Jameson. Give a round of applause, Jameson. He's putting his hands up, y'all. He's excited about this. Um, <laughs> so. And he's also excited to, of the Naked Wall. If anybody watches American Ninja Warrior, Jameson is absolutely obsessed with it. Um, so he talks about it and references it all the time. Thank you for tuning in to Jameson's Corner. <laughs> WWE! Perfect. Can you go back and play? Thank you for being on the podcast. You were such a special guest. I'm going to do it again. Okay, we could do it again for two minutes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. My mom and me at home. Mm -hmm. No, do up, up, up. Okay, go ahead. My mom and me at home, mm -hmm. and they was my sister was huge with my dad. Uh huh. And he now you talk. Okay, so he's trying to explain to you guys that me and him are at home by ourselves, and his sister is with her dad. Anything else? Uh, yeah. What else? Your phone. And uh, my phone. I'm going to talk to your phone. Okay. <gasps> this morning. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for Jameson for, um, for being on the podcast today.
So before I get out of here today, I just want to extend the word to y'all and let you know that if you're feeling lonely, even if you're not a mom, if you're feeling lonely as a dad, if you're feeling lonely as whoever, you're not by yourself. Other people struggle with feelings of loneliness and other people are working through these feelings of loneliness as well. Um, protect your right to feel the way you do. Start having the nerve to push back to people when they say, oh, you shouldn't be lonely because X, Y, Z. Start getting people together and start, you know, let, making people be more realistic about, you know, how they treat you because you are not just anybody. And just because one person deals with loneliness one way doesn't mean that's going to be the way that you deal with it. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, I am planning an episode next week um, about aunties. So please stay tuned. I'm going to have um, one of my favorite people on the show. If you want to support the podcast, please remember to follow our show uh, on the socials and also follow Flawless Noises Media. If you want to support the network even more, you can always become a patron. Patrons get awesome things like t-shirts, they get video content, they get birth stories of black mamas. Really hope you enjoy my grandmother's birth story. That is exactly the type of content that you're going to get on Patreon if you choose to subscribe. Um, Thank you. I know that this episode was probably a little rambly and that's not something that you're used to from me, but it was really something that I felt like I needed to get off of my chest. Um, I want to hear from you. Um, I'm actually going to put a prompt um, about this on my Twitter page because I want to kind of have a real conversation. I'm also planning to start doing a couple of Instagram lives uh, or, or Twitter live periscopes, whichever one I feel like gets the most feelers, which would be the most convenient to my listeners. As always, I thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting me. Y'all have a great week.